Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Tim Dumbrova coming to you live from the Great White North. We're here with the first ever edition of White Man Can't Score, hoping to bring to you some super hockey talk to counteract all that NBA stuff we have during the week. So let's get right to it and give you a little idea of what we want to do here on this show. Uh, Tim likes to talk quite a bit, so he's going to have a lot of opinions, going to fill the air with a lot of facts, stats, etc. If you just want to listen and take it all in, you're welcome. But if you've got an opinion, which we all do, let's face it, uh, feel free to share. Call us up, leave us a message, email us, Twitter us, whatever you want to do. We'll get to your questions or your thoughts or what you might want to have me talk about. And we'll go from there. So, let's get started. It was a busy weekend in the NHL, as always. And uh, to have a quick start to the show, let's have a quick look at the standings. And we'll start in the East. Uh, we got the Washington Capitals leading the Metro. No surprise there. Powerhouse team, Alexander Ovechkin, Braden Holtby. Not much to not like there in Washington. Uh, leading the Atlantic, we have the even bigger juggernaut, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who somehow seem to manage to acquire players at will and just get better. And in the wild card in the uh, East, we've got the Devils and the uh, Blue Jackets fighting it out for those last two spots. And we'll get to the uh, wannabes in a little while. Uh, over in the West, we've got the Nashville Predators. Uh, out front in the Central Division. And in the Pacific, the upstart Vegas Knights, or Golden Knights, or whatever they are, uh, no one could have predicted that. 89 points. It was unbelievable. It's definitely the story of the hockey year, bar none. Uh, in the wild card, the Dallas Stars and the uh, Los Angeles Kings battling it out. Only a two-point lead there for Dallas. That one's still wide open. we got got three or four teams there fighting. Uh, anybody could get in there yet with uh, 15 to 17 games left in the season. So there's a lot there to ruminate depending on who you're cheering for or where your team is at. Um, so, yeah, that's the standings. So let's have a quick look at uh, some of the surprise teams that are that are out of it. And let's talk about a little bit about why they're out of it. Uh, in the East... There's already four teams that are done like toast. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, who I believe have made the playoffs like I, it's 20 sometimes in a row, aren't going to do it this year. They're uh, nine points out with 17 games left. Barring a miracle, they're not making it. Uh, then we have the Montreal Canadiens, that gong show in Montreal, where I see this morning. Uh, Max Pacioretty is out for the rest of the season. Uh, rookie defenseman Victor Mete also out for the rest of the season. So they're 10 points out, but uh, uh, Carey Price is also on the injured reserve. 
So the Canadians are done. They'll just uh, they'll tease a little bit. They'll win a game, lose two, win a game, lose two, and finish seven or eight points out of the wild card and call it a successful year in Montreal as I roll my eyes. Then we have the even bigger surprise, Ottawa Senators, who had such a good year last year. They're the Oilers, Edmonton Oilers of the East. Uh, 54 lousy points. Wow. How does a team that was that good become that bad? A lot of finger pointing going on in Ottawa. And then, of course, we have the Buffalo Sabres, who are, well, they're the Buffalo Sabres. What does one say about a franchise that gets, they're almost as bad as Edmonton and Arizona, lots of first-round picks. Uh, You look at the roster, they've got a decent amount of talent. Just can't seem to, whatever it is, don't have it. Uh, Over in the West, I'm going to call it done for Chicago, which is another amazing story with a team that has the players they have, 64 lousy points, but they're missing a goaltender, so that obviously can make a big difference. Uh, Crawford's been out for quite a while, so that's their season is done. Of course, we've got the... I'll start at the bottom because I'm leading somewhere with all this. We have the Coyotes who at 50 points. That's like the junior team in the NHL. Uh, Don't know what the story is there, if it's playing in the desert, if it's management, if it's the coach. I don't know. They're just playing bad. Uh, And you get the Vancouver Canucks who everyone thought would be bad, and and so they've at least lived up to that. But they've been showing some... Some signs of progress. They got a couple of really young, good players. They give up way too many goals. They need a goalie. Um, you know, you can't give up uh, four goals a game in the NHL and win. It's not going to happen. And they need to decide uh, what they're going to do with um, some of their older players, like the Sedin twins, who say they want to keep playing. But at what point do you keep these guys and and uh, not get some kind of return? And then, of course, we have what I would consider to be the story of the season, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I believe it was 102, 103 points last year. Uh, basically the exact same lineup. Uh, they've got 58 points. Uh, they can't stop goals from going in their own net. Um, I believe they're second or third from the bottom in goals allowed, which is well, of course, you're not going to get it done. Uh, 216 goals against this year in 65 games. Wow. Uh, that's not good. Um, despite the fact that they have uh, some offensive talent, they don't seem to be able to uh, turn a corner. They win a game, lose two. Win a game, lose three. The finger pointing starts. And they find themselves booking two times for golf. So... Yeah, that's a, just a quick graze. I mean, there's some other teams there that you sort of got to wonder. They're you know they're up and down. Uh, the Rangers, the Islanders, uh, five points out, but who knows? Uh, the Panthers have won six in a row, but they still aren't to the uh, wild card position yet. They're only a point out, but you know they could get there. Uh, Carolina's only uh, two points out, but uh, I don't really like their team much. Uh, and in the West, you got, well, for pretenders, uh, Colorado, St. Louis, Calgary, four points from the uh, wild card spot. So anything could happen there yet. There's still time for some shuffling. But 
basically the ones I mentioned earlier, they're they're done. So uh, then let's uh, let's take a harder look at uh, my local team, who I have to admit I don't like very much. So I'm a bit of a negative guy when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, but I get to all their games on television. So I've seen them play. I don't think I've missed more than two or three games this year. So I think I've got a fair say on what is wrong in Edmontonville. And it's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot wrong in Edmontonville. Uh, we can start right at the top. Uh, I still don't know. Uh, well, obviously, the owner, David Katz, who owns Rexall Drugs, for those who don't know. Um, obviously, I mean, he owns an NHL team to make money. And I assume he must be doing that. What with that gigantic barn they built to play in? And et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, I get his motivation. It's after that that I start to get confused with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, who is in charge there? They have like 30 hockey operations people, or so it seems, uh, all failed at other jobs in the organization, uh, a.k.a. Kevin Lowe, um, Craig McTavish, people of that ilk, Paul Coffey. not exactly sure what he is there for or not there for, but uh, uh, they brought him in for something. Uh, he was supposed to make some kind of report. I don't know if that report ever got made. I never never heard it or saw it if it did. Um, so, you know, they got a lot of guys from their back from their 80s glorious days who appear to do something there. Wayne Gretzky's there, some kind of, I don't know, public relations slash handholder of Connor McDavid. I, I, I don't really know what he does there either, except they throw him on TV every now and then when they were winning. Then once the landslide started, he suddenly, you don't really see him on TV much anymore. He went back to L.A. or whatever it is he does. Um, they got Bob Nicholson, who I believe is, is the director of hockey operations. I could be wrong on that, but he's way up there anyway. Um, he used to be involved in Hockey Canada, so I don't know. I mean, not that Hockey Canada wasn't and hasn't been successful, but I don't know how hard you'd have to try at that gig. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of us who could uh, put on our hockey cake, pick a, a winning team with Canada's talent. Wouldn't be that tough, I don't think. Um, then we got the general manager, Peter Shirelli, whose claim to fame seems to be trading away people for nothing. Um, in the Oilers' case, a couple of things. Uh, signing Milan Lucic to that $6 million contract and He's non-existent in most nights. You know, he throws a body check, the crowd goes yay, and you don't hear his name or number for the next 30 minutes. Um, he can't keep up to McDavid or Dreisaitl, for that matter, or Hopkins even, for that matter, I guess. So what do you do with him? $6 million a year fourth-line center or winger or whatever he plays? Uh, seems excessive um, so there was the first blunder uh, in my opinion the second one was they signed Cam Talbot for too much money for too long without knowing whether he was really going to be a NHL goalie or not because as it turns out 
he's only an average NHL goalie so far. Um, and that's not good enough to, to get you to the cup these days. So that's two blunders. Uh, the third one was a huge one. Uh, trading Taylor Hall for Adam Larson, who was supposed to be I, I don't know, the second coming of Nicholas Lindstrom, Eric Carlson, uh, I'm not sure, or Drew Doughty. Uh, he's at best a fifth or sixth place defenseman. Um, and they gave up a 70-point guy. What do you think Edmonton would be if they could put Taylor Hall's goals back up on the on their ledger, on their side? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I hear you thinking it, and I'm thinking it too. Wouldn't that be something? They would be a much better team, that's for sure. Um, then they traded Jordan Eberle for Ryan Strom, which has basically been a, or it's going to end up anyway, an 80-point swap for a 30-point swap. And there again, uh, not against the trade so much as uh, you didn't get anything in it. You can't you can't trade 30 goal scorers for fourth line plugs. It's just you're going backwards. So there's <laughs> there's the trade scene and and then they of course now because they were losing this year they unloaded uh who Patrick Maroon who took the blame because he didn't score 30 goals this year. Although I don't know why anyone would have thought he was going to. Um, they traded Latest too, which was as bad as them trading Hendricks last year. You know, getting rid of the heart, getting rid of the soul. Not a good idea. Hard to get those kind of players back. Then there's the contract signings. I mentioned Lucic, that was the first one. But where they've really blundered, and I'm not sure what they should have done. I'm not saying I wouldn't have done exactly the same thing, but when you stop to look at it, it's left them with a giant mess. Uh, I mean, I guess you pretty much have to pay Connor McDavid. He's the LeBron James of hockey. The I don't even know who the Clayton Kershaw, whoever the big pitcher is in the in baseball these days. Um, he's the I don't even know in football either. Who's the, the Nick Foles, the Carson Wentz of of hockey? Um, you almost have to pay them. But in doing so, they've tied up so much of their cap space. And the cap space in the NHL is not as forgiving as it is in baseball or basketball or even football where it tends to be really shaky at best. You know, the luxury taxes and exemptions and all this stuff. I mean, hockey has a few, but nothing like you know, the other major sports. So, anyway, they signed McDavid to $12.5 million a year, which you can't really argue. He is, by anyone's estimates, at least in the top five players in the league at any given time. But then they go and sign Leon Dreisaitl based on a half a year of playing with Connor McDavid to $8.5 million for, I don't even know, six years, whatever it was. So now you've got $21 million wrapped up in two guys. And you can't bring in anybody else. 
they can't afford the thing that they need. Of course, a big line, a winger or a centerman, a goal scorer, a real goal scorer, that that's all they do. You know, they've got the... You know, they're, they're, they're hoping that guys like Zach Cassian... And uh, who's the other one? You know, I even watch them. I watch them all the time, and I can't even come up with their names because they're such nobodies. Uh, Cassian, in particular, always stands out because they're always talking about his potential, but he just never ever lives up to it, and it's uh, it's laughable in some ways. Um, they never did bring up Kyler Yamamoto, their big first round pick. Maybe they learned something from the last twenty guys that they've tried to tout as the next. Big coming. See, there's another guy I missed totally in the Oilers Schmaz. Uh, first overall pick, Niall Yakupov, who I believe toils away in, I'm not even sure anymore, Colorado or St. Louis, possibly. But, you know, another, but that's a whole other story. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, they have no depth. They have no defense. They have no goalie. Their coach worries me because his answer to everything is let's just throw Connor McDavid out on the ice. And if he scores, well, I'm a genius. And if he doesn't, oh, well, we were losing anyway. Um, because I've seen a lot of nights where Mr. McDavid, who, as I say, I would freely to admit, he reminds me a lot of Wayne Gretzky. He's a wizard with a puck. Hell of an offensive player. Not so much on the D. Doesn't like to backcheck. Not that many forwards do. But with his speed, he should be able to come back just as easily as he goes forward, and he does not. So, mind you, they don't pay him to play defense, and that's another story entirely. Is uh, you know you need a few guys on the team that can play the whole length of the ice. Uh, back to their personnel. Um, I'm trying to think of who else they've got on that team. A few. Pujarvi, I believe it is, or Pujarvi, whichever one it is, a Finnish guy who's never went anywhere. Um, they just got a lot of dead wood. I mean, I can beat that. I can beat that story to death, but I, I, I'll end that on their personnel. Because they got some young guys there that uh, might turn into something. I particularly am kind of fond of uh, Kuchar. Uh, East Indian player who, to me, is Lucic, except with a little smarter, and for you know, a tenth the price. But that's a whole other story. So let's look at Oilers coaching. Don McClellan could never get it done in San Jose with a loaded team. Uh, I think he's lost the team. I don't think they have any choice but to fire him. Uh, in fact, if I'm in charge of the Oilers, I pretty much uh, I'm starting at the top if I own them. Uh, the general manager's gone. The coach is gone. And you got to bring in two new guys, reevaluate the, the, uh, the your players, your personnel, and decide who you're going to keep, who you're not going to keep. And you're almost back to a rebuild when you haven't really even started a rebuild, as dumb as that sounds. Uh, I think they need to look at getting a new goalie. I just don't think Cam Talbot is a... Uh, just, yeah, I don't think he has it. He's a good goalie, but that's it. Not a great one. Um, I think they need to look at trading. This will bring 
Oiler Nation down on my head. Um, they need to, to look at trading either Hopkins or Dreisaitl for something, not just to get rid of their salaries, to get two players, to get two young guys, get three young guys that are good, that you're only paying $975,000 or the million dollar of the league minimum, whatever it is. So you can put some bodies around Mr. McDavid, who, if the two of them don't score, they lose. And even in the NHL, sooner or later, other teams figure it out. I mean, the game last night against, or not last night, the Saturday night against the Rangers was god-awful. You know, the wide men can't jump. Fraternity, we could have strapped the pads on, I don't know, TR or Nate. Probably Nate, because Nate's the biggest, and he's never played hockey. I'm not sure Thomas played hockey either, but we could put Nate Bush in net. We could borrow from our friends over at LaughCast. We could get Simmons and Scamuffa on defense with uh, me and Tom up front. And uh, we need one more player. Oh, boy. We'll throw Karen up there on the forward line. Because she can she can mess it up pretty good, I think. Throw throw down the gloves, pick a few fights with a few bullies, and uh, I think we could have held the Oilers to two goals. We might not have scored any, but I think we could have held them to two. So I don't know. You know, every team has got their messes and their disasters, but you know the Oilers have had. I don't even you know the joke here is they get a first round pick every every year. And it's not that close, but it's not far from it either. And this year, they've got another chance. I mean, they're in the bottom, I don't even know, uh, five maybe? Maybe six. We'll just pull up the standings quick here. Um, Overall in the league, they are 27th. And Vancouver and Ottawa are only a point and four points behind them. So, you know, they're going to get another top five pick. And they just <laughs> got to start they got to start getting some results for their pick. There's one guy I didn't mention for the Oilers that actually isn't a decent, is a decent player is uh, Darnell Nurse on defense, who actually may turn into a hockey player, but he's not Chris Pronger. He, he's at best, he's going to be maybe a three or a four, but that's better than anything they have. So, anyway, that's enough of kicking the bejesus out of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, They're bad. They know it. Uh, Anybody who is an honest fan knows it and knows that they got a lot of work to do. So, you can either admit it or not. I guess that's up to you as a a fan. But uh, I'm not a fan, but even, you know, facts are facts. They're just bad. And that's what that is. So, moving on. I wanted to do a little segment on the uh, top scorers. In particular, um, one guy who, to our friends in Philadelphia, which we have many, surprisingly, um, is probably well-known, but to the rest of the hockey world, is really a fairly well-kept secret. Uh, Maybe because the Flyers already have uh, Claude Giroux and... uh, I guess, uh, to some extent, uh, Sean Couturier and uh, Shane Gatsbehar steal a bit of the spotlight in Philadelphia. Uh, The guy that I really think is an all-around player is um, Jacob Voracek, who right now 
is, I believe, top ten. Is he top ten? I think he's top ten scoring. He's got 71 points. But he leads the league in assists with 57. Now, if you were to tell me, throw me out a player who's a big, you know, big playmaker, you're going to get the, uh, you know, the standard answers: the McDavid, Crosby, Malkin, Tavares, or those kind of players. Nobody's really, I don't think, anyway. It's not up here. Nobody's going to mention Jacob Voracek. And let's say again, you know, 71 points in 66 games. Uh, deadly on the power play, 31 points on the power play, money in the bank there, Um, plus nine too, so he's not defensively, not shirking the duties, you know, playing not quite 20 minutes a night, Um, solid defensively, what more could you want? You know, there's a a guy, I mean, he's getting paid a hefty sum, but he's worth every penny, and he, he's our mention of the week for uh, uh, under-the-radar players, let's call it that. Guys who don't get enough pats on the back. So there we go. Jacob Vorchek, number one. You heard it here first. Um, maybe Frank might have, for those of you who have followed Wide Men Can't Jump, you may know Frank, um, who is, well... Without a doubt, the biggest um, Philadelphia Flyers fan who ever lived, short of actual Philadelphians, and even them, he, he may rival their craziness for uh, the Flyers because uh, he's a fanatic, uh, worships at the uh, throne of uh, the altar of Bobby Clark, um, greatest player, in his opinion, anyway, greatest player who ever played the game. And, you know, you can't really argue that. Um, I had some audio I wanted to play, but I'm not exactly sure how to how to get it up here. I'm gonna give that a go and uh, see what you guys think of it. Um, of course, uh, I should mention too. This is the first uh, episode of uh, Wide Men Can't Score, so it's gonna be a little choppy. I know. Uh, uh, we're looking for probably some kind of a co-host, somebody that can uh, fill in the dead spots or laugh at my attempts at uh, jokes. Um, So that may happen in the next week or two, hopefully anyway. Uh, And that'll liven things up, of course. Uh, Bear with me while I... while I uh, attempt to download this. Or upload it, I guess. Uh, okay, that seems to be working. That might. Uh, that seems to be working. Um, oh, we, we have a message coming in on the board. Uh, it's our good friend, Mr. Robinson. Mr. Robinson. Um, sorry for the silence, people. I'm trying to multitask here, and it's it's eating me. Uh, one thing at a time. We'll give this number out, and then we'll keep talking about the NHL, ladies and gentlemen. After all, that's what we're here for. More silence. 
Tim attempts to multitask. Uh, so, any thoughts on that outdoor game? I thought the outdoor game between the Leafs and the Capitals was a complete and total disaster. Um, not even with the fact that the power went off, but the game itself was weak sauce. And, uh, yeah, not a fan of the outdoor games. I don't mind them having them, but somehow they've got to figure out a way to uh, to make it the, the ice conditions a little better and... and um, I mean, it's a shame that uh, that uh, two points went up in that game. Because the Leafs were horrible, and the ice was horrible, and the, you know they didn't even get to practice on the ice, et cetera, et cetera. That's not a not. There's not the good conditions. It would be like playing a an NBA game in a high school court with nobody having ever been there and nobody realizing that the conditions really aren't up to snuff. Well, for the teams involved, but that's a story for another day. Uh, let's take another look at. Uh, oh, that's one other thing I want to talk about. Maybe if Tom comes on here in a bit, we can get to that. Um, we like to uh, we like to pick uh, winners and losers uh, in the games. Uh, Tom likes to cover the NBA. I like to cover the NHL mostly. We do take a crack at. Uh, NFL football now and then. Um, and we have a page, uh, uh, TDR's Picks, but it's a private page. So if you want in on that action, it's free, and you can just come and look at who we think is going to win the nightly games and uh, who we feel covering the spread, et cetera, et cetera, if you are a better or if you're just one of those people who likes to make the pick and uh, uh, just to see where you're at. You know, whether you agree with us, disagree with us, um, send a message to the page or to Twitter for uh, Why Men Can't Jump, and, uh, and on Facebook for that matter. And uh, we'll hit you up with a link for that, and you can join up and uh, get a part of our wisdom and uh, uh, see if you're smarter than we are. And I'm sure there, there probably are a few of you out there who are, and that would be welcome because uh, you can never know too much or. Never learned a thing or two about the sport. It's always a good idea. Uh, coming up later this week, I'm not entirely sure if we've got our lineup uh, etched in stone yet, but definitely on Wednesday, Wide Men Can't Jump the Flag Show will be on. And uh, what's this here? Hold on a second. We have a caller. Let's bring him on. Does that mean you can hear me? Go ahead, sir. You are on the air live. I'm uh, Tim from Alden, Pennsylvania. <laughs> from Baldwin, Pennsylvania. Go ahead, sir. What can we do I'm for a you big, today? Um, I'm a big Calgary Flames fan. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that, that suits us well here. At, uh, we, we're, not, we're not Oilers fans here, so that we can we can cheer for the Flames. We can be with you on that one. Actually, they're right up there with the Atlanta Flames and the Quebec Nordiques, for my taste. Oh, you're, you're a retro guy, are you? Fuck, I ain't. I, this is old school, man. I don't like the new yeah, hockey old. today. I like the old hockey. You, you, you want to you go back to the days of the uh, uh, Broad Street Bullies, that, that era? 
Fucking right, man. It's uh, oh, beautiful. Schultzy, not Dr. Yeah, yeah, D, yeah. who's <laughs> been uh, interviewed recently everywhere, but uh, the other David Schultz. The Hammer. And, uh, Dave the Hammer Schultz and Bobby Clark, who I think you just mentioned. I didn't even know it was after 2 o'clock yet, or I'd have... Uh, actually, I, I should fucking plug that I'm on here right now. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, uh, you, why don't you hang up you with whatever should. the fuck I said I am, and I'll be me again. You do whatever you need to do. The show was was running off the rails anyway. <laughs> it's well, a, I, I have found it. That's it's a long time to talk, but we're not for me. I'm tired of shit though. This well, day then shit, get on here and and we'll bounce some. Uh, we'll we'll move into another area if you want or whatever, and we'll keep going. Well, I teased. I got to find that post where I teased my trip earlier. Uh, so hold or if you'd on. Like to, or if you'd like to come on and talk about your rear ending, uh, that, I might. Or if you're I, saving I that I for the other show. Uh, these fuckers. Uh, these the peanut Gary. You keep talking while I'm, I'm plugging. How the fuck do I plug this? Because he tagged me and I don't even know the link. It's it's a different part. I'm using my phone, not my computer. Well, I can I can I can promote it from here, but all it will give me it'll just come up on my page because I'm hosting. So no, um, I mean, uh, can you jump can you jump on uh, that thread of my Facebook? Yes, this is live. I don't give a fuck, you idiots. Eh, it doesn't matter. It's us. our show. We do what we want. Which one? Yeah, are you talking but about? listen. But listen, uh, plug it on the the thread where I, I tease the uh, the uh, the drive of of today, where I was seduced by a nineteen year old. Okay, I, I can do that. Um, because I don't know the link to send them to. It's on here from Nate, but you know it's on another fucking thing. So I don't know how to. You know what my phone? I don't know how to do shit. All right, so find I'm, that thread. I'm, I just caught, I just put I'm on now. So I'll save the story a little bit. And uh, while you're doing that, I'll just say, hey, welcome. Thank you, people, for uh, joining us on our new home here on Blog Talk Radio. We have, uh, I believe it's 16 hours a week, uh, uh, if necessary. I think in March Madness time, we're going to hold off on a regular format. We wanted to start our resident NHL expert, Tim Dombrova, today at 2 o'clock. Uh, the Flyers have lost three games in a row. That's about all I know about the NHL because uh, I just haven't paid attention. I usually do it during the playoffs. So Tim is going to hold down the fort on the NHL, maybe add a uh, guest here and there, maybe, maybe you know, if he fields out somebody he has chemistry with, have a permanent co-host for this uh, possible time slot, although – you know, to get me, I was ready to take my daily nap and couldn't get to sleep, and I looked up, and you were already on the air, so I had to jump on the phone. <laughs> no problem. Did they, Did Not you get problem. that link on there? Um, I don't know if I did or not. I'm, I'm posting like crazy all over the place, but I don't know if it's coming up on your page or not. All um, right, hold on. You talk. Cause I see Nate, Somebody's always got to talk on these programs. Yeah, but that's not the the uh, the one. Oh, there you go, Tim Dumbrow, yeah, something or other. Yeah, it's it's. All right, cool. All right, yeah, cool. We'll give we'll, we'll give we'll give right, the massive 
we'll give the massive audience about uh, I don't know three or four minutes, just in case they didn't see it yet. But uh, time to catch up. And we'll talk a little bit of NHL. Uh, I want to hear your picks for tonight because that is what the people want. That is, uh, you were something like twenty and five out of the gate, something ridiculous, and that was before. You knew the American way and the sleazebag fucking bookie system here and the, and the odds, this, that, and the other. You just did a friendly goddamn video telling your picks, and we had people, if we got enough viewers, to make some money. I never said it was anything else, and I did say that I would pick correctly, which I did in proof, and you did to a massive degree. And then we had Angry Billy under 80 aliases. Come into a private group and say, you know, I went through the 732 picks that you guys gave, and uh, I found that you had Las Vegas Golden Knights losing when they won. So if I found that, there's got to be all they're all wrong, and you're liars. I actually, I I just I just plugged that page just before you came on. Yeah, well, I mean, we we don't really need a page to do the picks anymore since we got the, no, this we outlet got, well, we every day. Pi- we, yeah, we got to put the picks somewhere, though. That's all. It doesn't necessarily. I guess have you to be could there. put it the picks. Be... I guess you could put the picks on there still, but uh, you know, I want to hear who you got tonight. Uh, tell me, tell me who the tell me. I, I don't. Well, I don't know anything except the Tampa Bay is supposed to be good. The, Vegas is supposed to be good. The Flyers okay, well, on a three-game uh, losing streak. I'll tell you who That's I got. Right. Let me fi- let me finish. God damn it! You're acting like this is your show. I'm only kidding. Yeah, it is his show. show. It's Tim's Tim's it's NHL wide man can't fucking shoot slap shots or something. Wide man slap can't nuts. score, baby. Wide man can't shoot slap nuts. As I just to, just on purpose <laughs> to rib uh, Nate's fucking dumbass. No, I'm not calling Nate a dumbass. I love Nate. <clears throat> but uh, Nate, anyway, Nate Bush, non-hockey player. Let me hear your picks, man, and then we'll All right, we'll, there's we'll only five games tonight. Won't take long. Actually, tell me who's uh, home, who's away. Don't tell me no favorites, none of that shit. I'll just do what you used to do. I'll just say who's going to win. So you right, have somebody who, you, who knows nothing against somebody who follows closely. All right. Go ahead. Uh, game, game one, Calgary at Pittsburgh. I'll take the Penguins. I, I, I too, shall take the Penguins. Uh, game two, Toronto at Buffalo. Uh, Toronto at Buffalo. I don't know anything about either team this year. Uh, I'll take the Maple Leafs. Did I have the – no, Edmonton's got that Connor McGregor, right? Yeah, that's Connor McDavid, yeah. That's Edmonton. Yeah, whatever the fuck his name is, Larry David. Uh, but so just because I thought that was them, I'll take Toronto. I, too, will take Toronto. Uh, game Uh-oh. three, Ottawa at Dallas. Ottawa, a playoff Tuesday. Wasn't that a song in the 80s or something? Um, yeah, Ottawa against who? Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars. They're owned by Mark Cuban. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I'll take Dallas. Uh, I, too, will take Dallas. You're a genius, Tom Robinson. Two to go. Arizona Coyotes against Edmonton Oilers. Ah, the Coyotes of Arizona, and some would call them the Phoenix Coyotes, like our friend Scott Roberts, right? And they're playing. I'll just go with them, just because it's supposed to be nice out okay, there. Okay, I will. Rashke I will take Brown. Rashke Brown's out there too. 
I will take Edmonton because uh, you didn't know, but uh, the Coyotes are the worst team in the league. And I I just picked against Conor McGregor, didn't I? And mind you, the Oilers are not any good either. That that could go either way, actually. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, last game, New York Islanders at the mighty Vancouver Canucks. Um, Vancouver's where the rock makes movies for some reason. I'll take, uh, who are they playing? The New York Islanders. The well, New just York in Islanders the sphere of Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Sergeant Slaughter in the good old USA, I'll take them. All right, I'll take the Canucks, so... We're, we're, we're mixed up enough to have a fight in the next next broadcast. Yeah. Um, so, uh, are, are, you want to keep talking hockey, or should I should I give a big about, reveal? I, I think I beat hockey pretty good. We've done almost forty five minutes on hockey, with not really knowing what I was going to do. So we we can go wherever you want. All right. Well, I'm going to go I'm to okay the big that. reveal that I teased on Facebook uh, today, and it's a completely. One hundred percent true story. I I had trouble sleeping, as I as I do at night. Not a day person, but since I got up and around, I decided. Uh, I don't want to mention companies because then you know there's so many haters and they could tape this and take it out of context. This allegedly happened today on one of the driving services, and there's so many. So, and I could be making the whole thing up. Let's just embellish. I mean, let's just uh, put that as a, uh, what do you call that? A It's a total shoot, but what I'm saying is there's so many losers that get mad at what I say about, like, their favorite wrestler that they try to get me in trouble or something. Oh, okay. So I, I this is allegedly. Well, this is a politics-free, hate-free zone, so fuck them. <clears throat> yeah, so anyway, I uh, I'm tired. I'm in traffic. That pisses me off, too. That's why I like to drive at night. And I just I just feel better all around at night. So uh, I'll make up a, a name for this person. Uh, Judy calls uh, on my. Want to reveal which company I, you use a, uh, you know, a GPS and a uh, uh, phone app, and the prospective. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, rider calls the ride uh, ride passenger, calls the uh, driver. I was two minutes away. I was planning on doing a couple trips, but hers happened to be a 23-minute trip, which means, cha-ching, I make a couple bucks. So I was happy. So I pull up, and it was a strange address, 4701-something or other, that didn't make sense. It said, you have arrived, and I was in the, like, the middle of a long building that wasn't 4701. But there was a bus stop a local bus stop, and there was a uh, female there, and she was African-American. Um, so I inched up to the, no pun with the inch, um, to the prospective passenger, and what is kind of a no-no for these drivers, and myself definitely, unless it's an absolute must, you want the people to sit in the back. You don't want a motherfucker up front with you. That's first and foremost for anybody listening. Don't fucking bother the driver and sit up front, all right? Sit in the back like you should, jabronis. But anyway, she grabs the front door, right to the front door. So I'm like, all right, um, since it's a, a female and not a big fatso female, it's, uh, you know, this 
pretty cute little black girl. I figure, what the fuck? Maybe she feels safer with uh, the driver in the front or something. I don't know. So I start driving, hitting traffic, and she's like humming along under her breath. To, I had uh, some kind of mixture of pop and R&B on, I don't know. Whatever you can get away with on regular radio. So as I'm driving along, I just uh, I said, oh, I just, you're going to the main campus and make small talk, like no no kind of flirtation, just trying to get a tip, trying to get a feel out of the person. Uh, you know, you're going to the college. My daughter just got her associates from there, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you don't look like you have a daughter. And I'm like, oh, I'm 48, and I look every bit of 72. But anyway... So, she says, uh, she says, you play, quit playing, you playing. I said, no. Um, I said, I don't know the last time you've been to your optometrist. That's a shoot line I did say to her. I said, but I'm actually 48 years old, and uh, my daughter is probably older than you. And she goes, damn, you look so young. I thought you were like 30. And I'm like, nah, I wish. They were some of my best days, and now I'm like, uh, as I said, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a pervert, but I play one on the internet. I'm actually kind of hate people, as you've come to find out, where I don't like to even communicate with people unless I have to. So I'm, uh, I'm uncomfortable, truthfully. I felt like uh, those women that stood up at the Oscars last night. I. Uh, I was very uncomfortable in the predicament. And uh, if you watch the Oscars, some hag that won an award told all the ladies to stand up. And I could smell the fucking, the the crotch rot through my TV. But I digress. (laughs) So, we move a little closer. She's not physically, just to the the stop. She is uh, doing her chemistry homework. And her her book, whatever it is, a binder, I don't know what the fuck it was, uh, the corner of it is so wide, the way she's leaning inward instead of outward towards the window, that it comes on my lap uh, approximately two inches from my flaccid penis. So I'm still driving, and I'm I'm kind of... I literally, I felt my heartbeat in my neck, and I'm not, I'm, this part I'm not making up, it's a total shoot, because I'm, I'm not used to this shit anymore, I used to be half decent, but now I'm old, and it's a little fucking college kid, you know, and uh, something, I make a turn, she said, oh, the last time I got, I don't want to mention, I keep telling a story, and I almost keep mentioning the companies, um, last time I got this service, um, a driver took it another just, way, but... Why don't you just call it Luber? Uh, no, I don't... I'm not familiar with that company or any, you know, none of... Anything well, that's why you should call like. it Luber. All right, it was Luber. So uh, it was an, a startup company that uh, Amazon yeah, bought yeah. out and combined Lyft and Uber, and it's called Luber. There you go. Beautiful. So, uh... Uh, you messed up my train of thought, though. The last time I got this uh, company, they took another way. But you know what I always say? I'm like, what's that? But I'm not looking at her. I'm kind of looking straight ahead, like nervously. And she said, uh, I always say it's good to try something totally different. 
And I'm like, uh-oh. Um, but little does she know that I'm a, you know, I got jungle fever since fucking, like, 1989. I mean, I went out with a girl from Liberia who was fucking blacker than Wesley Snipes, for Christ's sake. She needed fucking lightning bugs to see her in the daytime. I mean, that's how black she was. Anyway, I think I stole that from either Henny Youngman, Jerry Law, or Jim Cornette. But I heard that somewhere. Um, And, you know, I hope my black folks don't get mad at me because they're my brothers. But I've said that to them before everybody was all touchy. But anyhow. um, We don't care about touchy. I, 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 I I like the black badge. Especially the young, tight black badge. But, uh, you know, I don't seem to last very long because I went out with this one, the hot one from Liberia, for off and on for years. And I, I never I never gave her the pounding. I would always have to supplement it with, like, oral sex and shit. But anyway, back to today. Um, something different, and she leaned in and stared at my face as I stared forward like a fucking pussy. And I felt my heartbeat in my neck, literally. And it's like... It dawned on me, like, I have, like, zero self-confidence these days, I guess, because I haven't been lifting. I've just been nothing, you know. And, uh, you know, and I keep every – I got the channel on of uh, Sports Talk. By then, I changed the music on purpose because it seemed like that was fucking making it worse. And uh, the commercial on the Sports Talker, are you over 40? Well, things can change, and we have a new <laughs> testosterone boost. And I'm sitting there oh, thinking God. about Jesus Christ. If I, you know, old me probably would have engaged in some conversation and said, "Hey, man, what time's your class? Can I pull over and uh, we'll talk? What's your name?" Blah blah blah. Uh, never mind. Her name was Judy. Um, so I, uh, I just no sell this uh, stare in the face and what have you, and then. It says make a left on Cedar Lane. I don't care if people know I went to Delaware County College because, you know, I'd revealed at least that truth. Uh, so I make I make a left at Cedar Grove Lane, which nobody that's listening except Delco people would know of. And it cuts out a lot of traffic. And then her final thing was like, um, oh, man, this is quick. I got, like, time. Yeesh. I don't know how you did that. I think she called me baby boy or something. She's like 19 or, or 18 or 19. Um, called me baby boy, which was weird. Yeah, anyway, that's a little odd. I'm, I'm, I'm burping uh, Coca-Cola, by the way, for any of those. Who so am I. Like so to, uh, we were together on that one. I just needed uh, caffeine, but empty calories, too. But, but I, I should return to the story. So we get... To the destination, and now she has time. Now her book's closed off my um, upper right thigh, and uh, I'll be honest, I I got a little uh, more relaxed with the situation now that I knew it was almost over, and then I started thinking about it, and I got a little, uh, probably a half a chub. I was starting to feel pretty good about uh, about the whole deal, and. She's like, I got, I got some time. I, I want to get you every day. And I'm like, uh, well, I kind of work nights or what, you know, what have you. And uh, she goes, well, with the way you came, no, no double entendre there. With the way you came, 
I mean, I, I have an extra 15 minutes. And she says, what kind of phone you got? And it was also in my right hand and on my lap. And she reached for it to look at it and put the back of her knuckles, back of her black Nubian knuckles, and rolled them onto my penis while it was half chubbed. And then pulled the phone up smiling and looked at the phone. And it's an Android, for Christ's sake. You can tell by looking three feet away that it's an Android and not an iPhone. But, you know, as Dennis Carluzzo on his 65th birthday today, by the way, would say, hey, man, my dick was hard as Chinese arithmetic. Yeah, I I popped a full (laughs) boner, but but still no... Still no self-esteem, and I kind of denied and denied uh, that I don't work every day, and every every kind of advance was uh, shunned. And then I looked at, because I didn't look at her getting in other than from the front very quickly to make sure she was my passenger. Um, and I, like I said, I, I looked ahead while I was driving. But I looked at her when she left, and she had some tight jeans on, and I, you know, the, my my friends out there of color, my brothers, uh, they like that fat ass, that John, that big ass John. Even Nate's like, I like the thick ones. I gotta learn a Nate impression soon. Um, Nate but I, I, uh, fat equals sweat because I when I'm fat I sweat more and I think about stinky That's pussy and hairy white guys and crazy asshole smell and all that. Well, after you're in long term relationships, you get to know that, but. She was uh yes indeed. She was she was black girl built where she had uh like she was still thin but she had them two puffy little ass cheeks out that popped mm-hmm. out and uh and some nice I could tell she had some like nice um legs uh as far as you know muscularity or what have you. So I kind of chalked that one up if I see uh hashtag #judy again when I work for Luber I may take advantage of it, but wow. much to the surprise of people who suggested that uh, I picked up a dude and stuff like that and what have you, uh, no, picked up a, a girl less than half my age. Right. And I, I gave you even when I try female. not to fucking, even when I try not to get the pussy, the pussy comes to TR, and that is my story okay. over earlier today. All right, now let me analyze this quickly, okay. and then we'll move on. All right, first off, you say hashtag John. Are we sure it's not hashtag John? No, it's never been John. Um, okay. And All you right, messed up the enough. fictional name. A fictional name was Judy, because I was thinking of oh, the Wizard of sorry. Oz. If I gave oh, a real oh, name, then, oh. you know. Oh, okay. I give a real name to people. John, as in prostitute and or a man. No, not so uh, no none of the above. Can we go no with either of those? All right, fine. But my biggest problem is, is you're actually you're actually going to admit on what is without a doubt the, the uh, most popular pod, hockey podcast on the White Men Can't Jump Network. Right. That you that you did not score. Ah, pun. Well, you failed, uh, despite the obvious signs, or what appear to be obvious signs, although we're old, 
That might just be how kids talk now. I don't know. No, that, that knuckle might be roll friendly. on the, the knuckle roll on the penis confirmed it. Yeah, that's a bit that's a bit strong. Um, I have to admit, Tom, that I probably would have done the same thing. I'd have been flattered, but at my age, which is and I'm older than you, even I just don't need this. <laughs> like, when, all right, when you get when you get our age, you start. I mean, there's there's people out there that are just you know fooling themselves. Unless you're like The Rock and you're making millions of dollars to keep pumping yourself up with fucking protein shakes and steroids and eating chicken breast fucking every day. There's really no reason if you're just an average Joe to fucking be in like, uh, you know, tremendous condition. Because your heart's going to explode anyway at the same time. It doesn't fucking matter. But anyway. There's a great scientist who once said every heart, and this is a fact, every heart only has so many beats in it. So why not just live your life however you want to live it? Yeah, and I, you know, I, I might personally take a different direction. You never know with me. I might show up all Al Snow looking one day, but uh, yeah, well, right I was, now I was kind of thinking more in the sense of, of at our age, not 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 because we're you know bigger guys. That's part of it, but look, to be all in all seriousness, I mean, my my little tiny part of my brain says that, that would be just awesome. But most of my brain says this is just a road you don't want to go down. You're just going to be one check mark on this poor girl's list of disappointments. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, um, at least this that, is my viewpoint. I mean, 20 years old, I couldn't keep up to a 20 year old right now. She'd kill me. Well, then I could, but. Um, now, with my physical size and lack of uh, straight up lack of uh, mobility, I, mean, I don't she's barely gonna do have to climb anymore. that mountain. I, you know, when after the knuckle roll, the nervousness and the, you know, I think about different things now. I, I see things differently. That's why I said I'd rather do my own wrestling show because I'm, I don't want to argue with uh, the younger generation. Nate, Nate's point of view. I, I think neurotically indifferent. But same with this sexual opportunity, if it may have turned to that. It was probably going to be like, let me get your number. Can I holla at you? You know, uh, that's the How street lingo, Tim. There ain't no money involved, you, motherfucker. I, much, like, no, I, I don't as, mean in that sense. I mean, in, uh, as, I might want yes, to hang out did. with you. If, yes, you No. I didn't mean you, in the prostitute in sense. sense. I did not. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the rep That's my new soundbite. Trust the prostitute. But anyway, uh, I think of weird things at my age now. I think about, I look at my car and I'm like, man, I don't want no cum stains in here. How am I going to get that out? And then I'm thinking, uh, fuck, I'll be sweating and shit, and I got another trip probably yeah, afterward. And, your and brain goes to a much breath. more practical place. And then, and then the, also the big, the big turnoff was uh, she had a. a um, like a cough, like a, uh, don't think, yeah, she had HIV. No, she didn't have HIV. It's cold and flu season. So she coughed like twice during the trip and then did what grosses me out worse than anything with a female. Had obvious, like, uh, nasal snot going down, like, not uh, oh, not God. visual. Not visual. But, no, but after sounded... the cough, after the cough, she made that snort to swallow it back in. 
And that, that I just think of that oh, like, yeah, you know, what if shit breaks breaks down and she tries to play tonsil hockey with me? And I, I got I got to think about all those fucking brown fucking not her skin color uh, for you dickheads picking everything apart. Um, that that brown phlegm that I'm you know I'd imagine even if it wasn't true I'd imagine I was tasting while I was like uh, slapping tongues with the bitch. So yeah. anyhow. That that yeah, was one hundred percent true. Things, it was I was I was seduced by an uh, approximately eighteen nineteen year old African American girl who, uh, other than that, seemed pre- to be pretty nice, a uh, pretty mm-hmm. nice person. I think you probably got to chalk that up as a as a win. That's, I mean, good on you that somebody, regardless of what the reasons were, that I mean that doesn't happen that often to old guys, unless they're rich and famous. To be honest. I mean, it did it did trigger it did trigger my mind a little to to work during the daytime a little more often, but uh, you know, fuck that because then I'd have to be on this goddamn show before eight p.m. and I can cannibalistic vampiric ways. Yeah, I like nighttime. So that's that's a wrap on that story. I I hope it delivered, even though I didn't. We'll have to uh, see if uh, Mr. Bush takes a listen and what he may have to say about that. What, uh, what time is it? What time is it? We uh, uh, time. we're at uh, what are we at? Three o'clock your time. Three o'clock. Two. So we uh, what, uh, what we were going to talk a little college basketball, but I, you know, I, I we're having a selection Sunday show with all yeah, three we'll of us. Yeah, we'll save that for we'll save that for. Uh, for so I uh, I can for just, that uh, particular show. I could just freestyle some old school stuff that never fit into we any. We can, uh, uh, we can, uh, we can do potpourri, as they say. You know what's on your mind. Yeah, that's a that's a Jeopardy category, which uh, for surprisingly, to, surprisingly for my uh, vast amount of fans and friends I made on other podcasts, who might not think of it because I'm from Delco and I talk Delco on the radio, I am very good at Jeopardy. I've I've, I've considered. You know, submitting a tape or whatever you have to do because uh, I, other than you like, have to you take know, the, you crime have to take novels, I, you know, I, I think I'd kill it because other than crime novels, I'm just nailing shit like every night that it's on. The only but, shit I don't get is like uh, 16th century Norwegian poetry. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's that's a prime example. Something ridiculous that only buddy that only somebody that really sucks would know. Yeah, but like, but the the so you would do really well on. Uh, I bet you you're a wizard at uh, Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, I kill all that shit. Uh, pop yeah, culture. You got, fucking... you, you got a general. You're not a genius at anything, but you got a general knowledge of everything. Yeah, you're I not mean, afraid of a cat. You're not afraid of a category, like a lot of people are, yeah. where they're really good at one thing and then they don't want to. You know, don't don't ask me a science question. I don't know nothing. I, I can't word this correctly, but there'll be categories like um, uh, new, and then Alex will explain that every answer the word new is involved, <laughs> and <laughs> people will be like, you know, where is all the, you know, uh, however they form it in the form of an answer or a question. I should know from my TR knack, but. Um, Albany, and somebody will buzz in and go. Somebody will buzz in and go. Uh, um, Missouri, and you know that's that's a very bad example. But um, 
Alex will just look at them like, what the fuck? Uh, and he'll remind fuck, yeah. Remember, the category is new. You know, so. <laughs> and then uh, you can see anyway. every once in a while they get the deer in the headlights look where you know they they still don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um, they every had something about. They had a, the last time I watched a couple weeks ago, they had obviously three contestants. And uh, the category was, I forget the category. It was a, a question about countries and uh, Scandinavian countries. So the fucking answer was Denmark. And they hit the other three. They were like Sweden and fucking uh, Norway. Yeah. And, yeah. and all three of them just bam, bam, bam. And it was Denmark. And I knew it. From the jump, I would have buzzed in and had that eight had that hot eight hundred hours right in front of my big bellied screen. <laughs> anyway, oh, who is this now? Why do we actually have a caller? It's probably Nate, Nate calling from hey, fucking college or something. This sounds nothing like the NHL to me. God damn it! Sounds well, like you missed the, the NHL was the first. First off, the NHL was the first hour. Then we went to we switched to uh, Doctor Doctor Ruth's sex hour. I thought, oh, I thought you Doctor Ruth's sex hour. If you need somebody to talk about the sex hour, she called me. I'm the one with the baby on the way. No, that's who we don't want to talk to. The one who messed up. <laughs> what, do, what, what do you know? <laughs> you did it once. Yeah, so that's much true. for that. Only three of us on the air to, on Sunday's thing. What the hell? I thought you were just like, I should have just not let Nate on. That's all. I'm just fucking with you. I'll give you guys. I'll talk to you guys later. I'm just gonna get in here and tell you fuck you too. <laughs> Ladies right, and gentlemen, that too. was Nate Bush. Later. See you. Later. Now I got. All right. Okay. So anyway, what was I gonna say? Um, so were you a fan of the uh, Saturday Night Live uh, versions of uh, Jeopardy, where they did like you know Sean Connery? And he would get the t- the titles wrong. Uh yeah. I mean, I, I I have short attention span and short memory for those kind of things, but I'm familiar with the skit, and uh, I Where like that. Uh, like McDonald's. one was uh, the category was you know famous titles, and it's and Sean, it's your board, and he goes, I'll take famous titties for two hundred, Alex. <laughs> yeah, that and uh, Norm McDonald as Burt Reynolds, I can remember being yeah. one of the. Uh, episode. That's uh, Tate Ferguson. Fucking great. It's what? That's my name is uh, Tate Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, he he's Norm's just a <laughs> funny, funny. He wouldn't, he wouldn't go by Bernie Reynolds. It's like it's Tate Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, he's great, um, Norm. He but was hilarious. I, I, thought... I saw him once on uh, when Dennis Miller still had a talk show, which wasn't a very good talk show, admittedly, but. Um, and he was doing the uh, – this was back when this was still politically correct that you could get away with it. Now you'd be crucified where he was playing a father who was so proud of his gay son. He's <laughs> like, I'm whipping – he's whipping out the pictures. Look, look at here. Look, he is here. Look at him. He just can't get enough cock. Look at him. He's so gay. <laughs> well, I uh, mean <laughs> – yeah, but can you imagine? Like, that was probably 15 years ago. Can you imagine if you even attempted that today? Yeah, but the sad part is the people that protest uh, in, in most cases, the, the young generation, the millennial, millennials, 
have never met a gay person. They've never met a gay person in their life, and uh, that's what's upsetting. I mean, every every interviewer that goes to these rallies picks out like a million people and interviews them. So, what exactly um, does your sign mean? And they, you you know, they don't know what they're doing. They just want to cause trouble, get their face on TV. uh, on a related, unrelated note, our good friend, the uh, Bruce the Hangman pole bands. Yeah. Okay, his wife died, which that sucks for anyone, regardless of whether yeah, you're a sure. jerk or not. You know, that sure. blows. He has video up on his page. <laughs> I don't know how he talks to these people. MWS, some, some indie wrestling in Florida where he lives. Where okay. he actually managed to talk them into giving a ten bell salute to his dead wife's and put put his put her wrestling boots in the ring and cried as the hundreds of fans will miss him and his wife and their contributions to the wrestling world. And I'm like, who who believes this crap? You mean he wrote it or he showed it? He showed it. He somehow talks well, these guys somebody believed it believing then. that. He, what's that? Somebody believed it if they didn't. Well, obviously, but but how? He actually he actually put up there when his wife died that now he would have to he un, regrettably would have to tell the WWE that he would have to postpone his much anticipated return to the ring because his wife had passed and he wasn't sure he could wrestle anymore. Yeah, that's a little twisted when the love of your life is gone and you're you're already putting yourself over with her with her involved. Well, he turned he turned he turned everything to tie it to the millennials. He turned everything that happened into it being about him. Yeah. You know, he went on he went on Southwest Airlines and they had some kind of competition where you could uh, you were supposed to film your experience on Southwest Airlines and put it in this contest and you could win free tickets or money or whatever it was. But, of course, as he words it, you know, Southwest Airlines asked him to make this movie because, after all, he's the international famous sound sculpturing hangman, right? Yeah. They add, okay. <laughs> it's, it's just, and that's how millennials are. They think because somebody asked them their opinion that their opinion actually matters. <laughs> Where yeah. if there's only eight of you, you know, if there's only eight of you that think that, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but, um, that's that's that's, that's the uh, that's if you wrote, if you put on a piece of paper the uh, pros and cons. I think I've said this to you guys off the air of social media. Um, the pros, you'll come up with a, a few great things that oh, this is awesome, and if you list the cons, it'll be like eight pages long because yes. it's, it's just created a, a different world and not for the better. And well, you know, for the better, you know, we'll be in your pros section. With you know, we we can access information, and it's helpful to the school districts. And blah, 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 jerk me to fuck off. Shut the fuck up. It's it's more bad than it's good. Um, yeah, nobody. So uh, anyway, it gives everybody a like. If you didn't know, uh, oh, you I didn't know? know. You better call somebody. Well done. Um, let's say there was a, I don't know, but there's a shooting in Philadelphia. 30 years ago, even 20 years ago, I would have not known that. 
Of course not. Now, some jabroni with a phone is on the Internet two minutes later. He doesn't have half the story right, but if he's a pro-gunny, and without getting into the politics of any of it, if he's a lefty, the story will be lefty slanted. If he's a righty, the story will be righty slanted. Three-quarters of it won't be true, and yet somebody and, reads and the that victims story. And the victims will be background players, and it'll be, again, yeah, all and it about becomes, the individual. It becomes not about the shooting. It becomes about how I can get my whatever my agenda is, how I can use this shooting to get my agenda across. You know, I've read, like, that last shooting now, I've read everything from, uh, you know, teachers being cowards and locking their students outside of rooms to sheriff's deputies who wouldn't engage the shooter, and I don't know what the hell happens there now. I don't have a clue. No. No. Nothing good, I mean, admittedly, no. but... No, nobody knows what happened except those okay, that were there. Okay, but then all that is is the, the the righties have taken that as a, well, no, the lefties have taken it as a, well, we must get rid of all guns. And of course, then the righties go, well, no, we're not. Fuck you. And now the story is not, nobody cares that there was however many kids died there. That's already been forgotten. Yeah. That's they wrong. can't name it's them, bad. but they can name every member of Congress that voted against uh, guns or yeah. voted for guns or whatever. Yeah. But they can't How remember one name of the their... innocent. Yeah, they Offer can't remember the name of the innocent dead. Yeah, that, that, the priorities are, are pretty screwed up, but. Uh, we uh, we want to we want to get off this because it's a non-politic yeah we're headed yeah well and we're headed to a dark place where you can't get back out of once you once you drive the car in there yeah yeah well let's so, talk uh, let's go let's talk a little bit more sports without really talking about sports uh, well I, without getting into, I've, without I've getting always wanted to, sh- to to share some old stories about uh, my days at the guest quarters as a van driver bellman. Um, I was just thinking today because it's uh you know they're talked about spring training on the uh sports radio when I was in the car um when Did everybody the report? Mets was today the day for everybody to report? No, they were just talking about um I don't even know to be honest with you but they were talking about our off. manager. They're talking about our new manager Gabe Kapler and um some other shit, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Philly Philly sports radio is just terrible. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, it, it made me think of baseball and, you know, when you're sitting at a light for fucking eight years, you, you think about a lot of shit. So I'm off to my dreamland with, uh, 1989, 1988, maybe, I don't know, 1990, one of those damn years. I worked for almost two years and that was about, uh, I don't know. Anyway, so Lenny Dykstra gets traded from the Mets to the Phillies. And he has a house in Flushing, or I don't, I'm making that up, but somewhere up there to play for the Mets. And he doesn't want to bring his family yet, so he stays at the guest quarters. And this is just one of many people I met. I mean, unintentionally and intentionally, I mean, I was more for, uh, you know, making money at a job I would like, but, uh, you know, maybe uh, it was across the street from that famous Marriott that was always talked about where the wrestlers stayed. So, 
Right. I was thinking, you know, maybe uh, some work days when they're, you know, maybe some wrestlers will come through or whatever, <clears throat> which did happen. That's kind of where I met Bobby Brainheim. Another story for another show. Um, so Lenny Dykstra's there, and uh, you know, he, he he took a liking to me, and I was not the current Tom. I was kind of scrawny Tom, and uh, but I was. Hanging with Dennis Carluzzo, who again I should properly I say, say you were happy. Piss, you were piss boy, Tom. Yeah, happy, happy sixty-fifth uh, birthday, wherever this universe takes you when you uh, draw your last breath to Dennis. But he gave me a lot of opportunity in the wrestling, so I was fully aware and fully planning on doing steroids and whatnot. I was lifting, but my metabolism was fast and all that kind of shit. And uh, guys like uh, Heenan and Paul. E and Jimmy Cornette were my heroes as a way I could be one of the boys without actually having the uh, ability and the size because I never gained weight. Who the hell would ring in on this fucking landline? It's probably a bill that I've never paid, but I'm not going to answer. Anyhow, um, I don't know if that was all. But uh, so, so Len Dykstra... Uh, takes a liking to me for some reason and every day like he would call and he'd be like hey man it sounds a little with the hey man like that but he, it was more like yo man uh it's tom there and i'm like speaking this is len dykstra in room 420 can you grab me because we had a gift shop right there can you grab me inquirer uh usa today he has this list, but I'm trying. I used to do it dead on because I was with him every day for like a couple months. But um, Inquirer USA Today and uh, Daily News and Daily Times, which I uh, I guess then it would cost like fifty cents a piece. I don't remember newspaper prices, but um, I'd need a couple bucks on me to front Lenny Dykstra, and I would go in. And he's he's been he's been like a pro wrestling shoot interview. He's been in and out of jail and stuff, and since then, so he's I'm not revealing anything that he wouldn't. But uh, I'd go up into the room and he'd be like balls ass naked, hair fucked up, bad breath. You know that bad breath smell when you enter a door to, when people have been sleeping. Yeah. And, and there'd be a broad like half naked that wasn't his wife. Uh, just you know one leg over hanging over the bed. And he'd be Coming like down from the coke. Uh whatever the case may be. And he'd be like, ah, oh, dude. Or whatever you're it the was best. in those days. You're the best, dude. And he he just put something in my hand. I'd turn around and it'd be a twenty, so I'd make like an eighteen dollar profit from getting him four newspapers. But he was really into reading what people wrote about him and stuff. And I guess the other guys would uh the other Bell staff would not. Um, I wasn't a fanboy. I, I kind of like, you know, just I knew a little bit about baseball and a lot about how to, you know, be around people who are more successful without making them hate you. you know, maybe that's for why, he didn't, why he used you because you didn't. Uh, Mr. Dykstra, could, could you sign this ball for me? Yeah, I didn't geek out on him at all. So then it, it got and to a point where when he – when he didn't feel like renting a car or whatever to go to the stadium, I would drive him in the, in the van and whatnot. And that's where he told a young uh, a young TR about his steroid use. 
told me that he found a, a doctor, and I, I said, uh, a famous story with Bobby Fulton, I said, a Mark doctor? And he's like, what's that mean? And I said, just a fucking idiot that's a, a star fucker and will do anything for star. He's like, yeah, yeah, man. I got this fucking <laughs> idiot down. It, uh, is that what you call him? You call him a fucking Mark with that wrestling shit? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, Anyway, so he told me about his uh, steroid use and uh, how he changed his physique in that off season, and he ended up, God, a ninety. That was ninety three, I guess, or no, it couldn't have been. I guess he was here a couple years before we. He was really good, but uh, he was physically changing. And well, since he then, never was you know, a, he never was a big. Uh, oh yeah, he was. Ball guy. Oh yeah, I don't he think was. he hit all that many home runs in his career. No, he didn't because he was a uh, a leadoff hitter in New York, and when he discovered steroids, he came in. He's probably only from memory five nine tops, but he came in a good two twenty five of thickness. And I mean, he's he only not... uh, uh, eighty one home runs in his career. So, well, there was about thirty of them in one year. And that, I'm that just looking at. Uh, I'm trying to find his uh, his stats here. I just I remember him from uh, uh, the two World Series against Toronto, where he never really. He was all well, right. But... The Phillies Joe Carter one. He uh, that was a uh, you know before this Eagles team that was many of our Philadelphians' favorite. Team with Macho Row and the late Darren Dalton and uh, <clears throat> Wild John Thing. Kruk. Wild John Thing. Kruk was um, good, John Kruk was a good player. I, John I Kruk and Randy Reddy. Uh, Randy Reddy came from San Diego, and so did John Kruk. I enjoyed the way uh, John Kruk approached the game. He went out there and played. Didn't well, care I, what I, he I looked tell you, like. I, I'll tell you one of the coolest things. Uh, I wouldn't say I was a hardcore baseball fan. I didn't know. Padres very well, but I had that said Philadelphia Daily News, and on the front it wasn't the full, you know, the full story, but you know how they have those little pictures on the uh, corners and such. It said Phil's acquire, <coughs> excuse me, Randy Reddy and John Cruck from San Diego. It was a, I don't know, I don't remember if it was a trade or whatever. So I get in the van, uh, uh, base to Tom, Terminal D pickup. So I cruise over, and the fucking two guys' faces on the Daily News are the two guys waiting for me with fucking baseball. It was Crock and Reddy waiting for me with their long uh, baseball bat equipment bags. If you know, if you used to play, I'm sh- whatever you played. If you played yeah. hockey, I'm yeah. sure you had a long yeah. ass equipment bag. And uh, you know, and I know sold that too, but I was like seriously marking out for that because they, I had just looked at their face in the paper and I had the, fa- uh, had the paper in the van with me. And they didn't stay long term, but uh, you know they were they were cool at big tippers. I remember Terry Mulholland, a pitcher. If you remember him, he was on the squad. Yep. Yep. I uh, I I didn't often. Uh, Roger McDowell, who ended up a pitching coach, I think here in Atlanta. He came from Atlanta. Um, I'm go. I'll get back to Terry Mulholland, but um, pitch Roger Mc. Yeah. Mets, Mets, Braves, and Phillies, I think, was his career. But Roger McDowell had the hottest fucking wife 
a brunette with just like perfect lower half. I'm getting a picture and, of him in my head as being that he was a, a relatively uh, good-looking man. Uh, yeah. I don't know why well, I, 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 I picture the mustache. He have a mustache, right? I don't think he had a mustache when I knew him, but he had a mullet and. He had a mullet, and his wife had a brunette with fucking cannons that looked fake when uh, that was new, and I still love them, and a, and a great lower half, and smelled fantastic all the time, and uh, real class, she looked like a classy hot chick, and McDowell, to his credit, would give 20s out like they were fucking uh, M&Ms. Like, I, oh, if I saw Roger McDowell... I would, I would, even if he wasn't even struggling, I would go, oh, Mr. McDowell, let me grab that for you. And well, Mr. You know, Mc, Mr. McDowell like, is currently a coach for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, he's, I knew he was still in the. In and he was a coach for the Braves before that for years, for a decade. So. But you know my history with uh, being around the boys, the re- pro wrestlers. Um, Terry Mohan, you know, he'll, he's not a Hall of Famer. So nobody will come down on him like uh, Roger Clemens or Barry Bonds or anybody like that. But I rode the elevator to take him up to his room, you know. And uh, there's an old if you if you've been in a hotel, I was the bellman slash fan driver, so I had that bell cart with all his shit on it and whatnot. He came in in a sleeveless, like uh, cutoff shirt. It wasn't a tank, but it was, uh, you know, one of those old school like. If the nasty boys were built the way they had rips on, like their where their traps are, like a like a know, Charlie Sheen Wild Thing shirt. There you go. And this dude, like, he was jacked. He looked, you know, and he's about six foot. Because I'm six one, and I I didn't change much height wise since then. And I was looking up, so he had to be six three, maybe even taller. I don't know, but. He was fucking jacked way before Bonds, and he must have had some Conseco hookups because that dude, I, you know, I always want, I always in my head when I'd see a dude like that, I was like, uh, you're probably a wrestling fan, but I never would say that. But I wanted to bring that up because it, he, he just looked like he could be in WWE or WCW. Well, he's. You gotta love him if you're a Phillies fan. I mean, he threw a no uh, threw a no hitter for the Phillies, so he's gotta get there somewhere in the pantheon. Yeah, but I had to piss in the cup for him that day. Little known fact. Mm, somebody's gotta do it. No, actually, he I a, did not. He was another guy. He was a he was a lefty who really wasn't the greatest pitcher in the world, but because he was a lefty, he got to he got to play a lot of years. Yeah, an okay career. He, uh, like I said, he was built like a million bucks and made millions. Um, one, one twenty-four so. and one hundred and forty-two win loss. So not not all that great. And but like I said, because he was a lefty and could strike a couple guys out, you become a, you know, you keep you keep in the game because there's just not that many of them. Yeah, the uh, Surpri- surprisingly, I, I didn't even know I was gonna, you know, go off to the whole damn roster practically that stayed there during that time. Um, but that was a wild year. I met fucking literally Joe DiMaggio, uh, Mickey Mantle, Johnny Cash, you name it. 
Michael Jordan. That's that picture that I I post is from that hotel. Uh, we had the you NBA said contract. The, the year that you thought Dykstra was juicing was '93. Um, he's he's told it on an interview recently when he was on yeah, it. Well, heavy. I'm just looking at his just looking at his stats. Uh, Ninety-one three home runs. Ninety-two six home runs. Ninety-three twenty home runs. <laughs> That was 94, the year. And five, 94, five home runs. So I'm going to guess he was 93, two. and 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 he had about 30 or 40 doubles. Uh, doubles. Uh, yeah, he had 40, 44 doubles that year. Yeah, he was always like, if it didn't, if it didn't go out of the park, it would hit the fucking wall. And he, he came into the league. It was his best season by far. He had 194 hits. Uh, he was, yeah. was by far his biggest his biggest year by far. He's told this before. He's told this before recently in his uh, interviews, but he didn't share this much information with me. But he he claims to have spent two hundred thousand dollars for a private investigator that season to follow around umpires and get dirt on them, and he would talk. <laughs> Seriously, a bit of a loon. Uh, he he would talk, and people were like, that interviewed him. Um, you got to be kidding me, you know. And uh, you you spent that much money. He goes, he's like, yeah, dude, it was an investment. I was up for a contract, and I two hundred thousand could equal ten million for me. And anyway, that was his motivation. And he had a small strike zone because whoever the said umpire would be. He would step out of the box and be like, oh, I bet your wife would like to know what you did in Tampa last week. And just crazy shit that the umpire would be stunned. And he, he would, you know, he would either get – and also if you look in that stat, he'll, you'll see he walked a lot. He got a lot of base on balls. So he, he kind of had a, a limited strike zone and et cetera, et cetera. So everything rings true, what he says, as outlandish as it sounds. And uh, well, it didn't, he was uh, quite a character. It didn't work out for him because he ended up losing it all. Yeah, yeah, but you know, he guys lost like it all that, and went he, to jail. He's got he's got another a couple business partners from other businesses, and I, I'm sure he like he had this car wash thing going where it, it got busted for something, but street money slash blood money, whatever you want to call it. You're never, you don't lose it all. It's always somewhere. You know, you got something somewhere. Well, and he's got, I mean, he's, for what he's got at worth, least one, he's got it. at least one son who's uh, in, it, in about triple A, might even be with the Braves. Uh, you know, I might be speaking out of turn, but he's in somebody's organization that he's real proud of. And a second son he claims is even better and whatnot. So. Yeah. Well, you see, you know a lot for a guy who says he doesn't know anything. Well, I said about Luke, hockey. Luke, Luke Dykstra drafted uh, 2014 in the Cardinals organization. Yeah, and, and there's a second son apparently too. who's pretty damn good. So uh, last I last I heard of Mr. Dykstra, oh, that was the he, second. Uh, that was the second son. First one was oh, drafted okay. in '08. Got you. Oh, and um, had a so hot from, had a hot woman. Got to throw that in which there. One, Any man who the, can get the son or him. The the first son had uh, was uh, the the daughter off the Sopranos. Oh yeah, that's metal, right. He did say that little metal soprano. Yeah, hot hot little thing there. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he did say that. 
Uh, oh, he's married. Oh, he's married to. Her. Oh, he's married to. Her. That's his wife. Okay, well, double good for him. Speaking of Sopranos, um, Tommy Dreamer and uh, Beulah's twin daughters had a small role there. Like, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, uh, well, now that you say that, that really that ringing a bell in my head. That I've read that somewhere too. Um, it ha it you know has no correlation to anything except you brought up Serrano's, but yeah, um, well, that's what we're doing now. But uh, I, it, it it makes me wonder. Um, Tommy's been like I have I'm on Instagram and shit like that, and I I don't read the sheets anymore. But I, uh, you know, I check you know I try to put things together by what I see and by the shitty things on the internet I read. Are, are Tommy and Buell still together? Do you know? Uh, yes, according to this, anyway. Hmm. Pulled them All up right. on the wiki there to see. Um, twins appeared as playing Tony Soprano's baby niece. So there you go. That was that. So you're right on the money there. Didn't know I Beulah had previously, the... had previously done an adult masturbation film. Yeah, she's fucking hot. Well, she was. She was fucking hot. She 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 was Pillman's girl too, back in Calgary. Aptly but, named Three Hole Trinity. Oh, well, interesting. That's interesting. She, uh, go ahead. She uh, she, I remember Francine. I knew Francine from working shows outside of ECW with her, and she she liked my Tom the Bus Driver gimmick, so she was always nice. And she introduced me to Beulah one night. And she was standing at that famous Quality Inn bar. I love Francine's tits too. Um, I never, but never both saw that before much and after ECW. Yeah, well, I, I didn't either because I was, you know, loyal to Dennis. But um, you know, I watched it, and I was, I was in that arena. I saw it all after the. I saw it all after the fact. Yeah, I mean, it, I never, it was I never watched the time it and a place. Happening. It was, it was really badass at the time and a place, but. uh Francine's like, oh, hi, you know, and, and she's like, you know, she called her by her real name, whatever Buell's real name is. She's like, this is Tom, the bus driver, and she kind of gave a look like, um, so, you know what I mean? Like, because she thought I was saying, even though I was Beulah's, a bus uh, driver. Um, Trisha, Trisha Lawland. I remember it was oh. summertime, and she had these shorts on, Buell did, that were really up high. And she did that move where she said, no, I mean, in wrestling, he, he, he works as a bus driver and he gives out transfers. It's funny as hell. I did a show in South Philly with him or whatever. So then she warmed up to me and she just, she put, she and she was in no way flirting with me or whatever, but she could tell she was hot and I think it was intentional. Um, she put her, uh, she was typical bar stool deal, right? She was sitting towards the back of it or whatever. And she went from having her feet down, if you can picture a bar stool, to her right leg, or her left leg, rather, up into a position where her sneaker then went on the front of the front part of the stool to where her shorts slid up to her vajayjay, practically. And this, you know, this is pre-Tommy, so if, uh, you know, if this gets around to Tommy Dreamer, I don't know if I'm thinking I'm uh, looking at his wife. This was before he, she was his wife. But oh, All you have uh, to do to I'll, slow down Tommy Dreamer is just give him a math question. 
I, you know, uh, he's. I don't really know him, but he's always been kind of a nice guy to me. So. Oh, I'm, I'm not mean, speaking poorly of him. I'm just saying he's been hit on the head so many times with so many things that I'm amazed he's in the shape that he's still in. Uh, shape is a, a thing. Probably in, not. In, uh, mental, mentally speaking. Mentally speaking. Yeah, he he did take yeah, a lot of. Yeah, but he's still uh, running a comp. That he's running a company and all that. I'm I'm amazed. Yeah, he said he worked about 180 dates last year on the Indies too. So he's Good busy. Lord. But uh, that was why I wondered if he was uh, still married. But anyway, uh, so, I just you. remember that. I remember that visual when she pulled her leg up in that position, that kind of 90-degree position, I guess it is, and the shorts hiked up, and, oh, my God, I was, in in my mind, you know those montages in the movies where you, you're doing something, but then you're not really doing it? In my mind, I was going down just... You wake up and you're where you started, but the girl is really, yeah. really beside you? <laughs> the, well, she was really beside me, but I was, in my mind, well, I was licking... Her thigh I pulled her, her, her. I pulled her up on the Yahoo Images. Now it's hard mm-hmm. to say whether some of these photos are real or not. Mm-hmm. But some of them definitely look real. And if she did a porno movie, like if that's her real body, yikes! Lucky. lucky yeah, I mean dude. we're talking about a woman that's like our age now, so and had two kids at least. Yeah, no, I think she, she still just looks. Even the pictures where I can tell where she's older here. She still looks uh, look too shabby. In her prime, she, she was a her. bad mother effer. And started in Calgary, all places. Yeah, she or had a one shot there. In, uh, I don't know if that. Yeah, was she had a one shot with Pillman, where she played. Where, believe it or not, she played his sister. Because <laughs> yeah. in those yeah, in those days, we we can't have. We can't have that young girl being a girlfriend to that wrestler. That's that's not nobody's gonna believe that. Does it say did the did you have it pulled up? Did it say her her gimmick name there? No, it didn't. It didn't oh. mention it. I'm wondering about that. No, oh, the, the, um, the time goes by. You know, when you get older and you you just the things you you know you start talking about stuff and all the other stuff that pops into your head. It's just crazy. Yeah, one thing leads to another with me, especially when I yeah, do well, for my... Yeah, you uh, say something, and then that makes me think of something else, and then I could talk for a half hour, and then meanwhile, while I'm talking, you got 20 points you could make about other about 15 other subjects, and I'll have to rename this show the Popery. Tim and Tom's Popery No, you, you, I mean, <laughs> you, uh, you do... Uh, you do your NHL, especially with it heating up now this time of year, and uh, you know I'll just uh, come on when you don't have either a guest or, I mean uh, oh, you're trying out a few. Uh, I'll shorten it for for next time. I'll I'll know two hours is too long. I'll make it an hour and uh, or or have a plan for something different for the second hour. You can't one guy. If it's just going to be me, I can't talk for that long and talk about anything anybody wants to really hear. Well, I don't know. I, I, you'd be surprised. You know a lot about the NHL. If uh, well, we'll who, see what kind of feedback we get, and we'll go from there. But I mean, I could your, get more specific. But to me, it's just me. You know, when it's only when you're the only one talking, like I know you're you're more of a 
because you've done some stand-up and things like that. But for me, it's just, okay, I'm I'm droning along, spitting out statistics here and facts and things I, I believe to be true. But for, you know, like to hear your own voice for 40 minutes is like, holy cow, dude. <laughs> Time to shut up and let somebody, well, do you, let somebody do you have else a, talk. Do you have this new thing they invented up there in Canada called cocaine? Well, they have it, but, you know, I'm... I'm you know, I'm a pretty straight-laced kind of guy. So well, then go to the doctor. So go to the doctor then and and request Adderall. Speed that well, shit up. That. You'll, be, you'll be passionate as fuck about whatever you're talking about. Oh, it's about. not that I'm not passionate. I just as I'm wondering if anybody else is. That's all. You'll I can talk about it all day long. Christ, I can talk about the Edmonton Oilers for for an hour and fifty minutes and and bore you to tears. I can tell you what color the shoelaces. Guys are wearing when they leave the rink. If that's what you really want to know, I just don't See, know if well, anybody that, really wants to I'm, know that. That's what I, that was going to be my question. Are the Edmonton Oilers your flagship team? No, they're not. But they're my they're the closest team. So they're the ones I get on TV. I have all the access. You know, the local news. That's what they cover. So that's no. I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs guy. So you could talk about your passion for Toronto. Oh, I, yeah, oh I could see. See, my passion for Edmonton is is in the reverse way. I hate them. I despise the organization and everyone who plays for it. So sort of like you, a, sort of like you guys do for the Cowboys. You don't care. Well, oh, he's wearing a Cowboys jersey. That guy's a bum. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I agree with uh, Philadelphia, but we don't. You know, I, I I never think like them or act like them. Um, I know that Dak Prescott and that other uh, guy that's always in trouble from Ohio State, or fucking name is Zeke, Mr. Um, Elliott. Yes, I know that uh, they will be a formidable. Um, oh yeah, rivalry. don't don't get me wrong. My hatred of the Oilers does not does not color whether they're any good or not. I'm quite willing to admit when they're good, but I just. Uh, how do I explain this? When I was growing up in the 80s, when Gretzky first hit the scene, oh, we got uh, bombarded. Remind me, remind me of that of, of that Gretzky reference a little bit, but go ahead. Okay. Well, we got 16 minutes left, so um, okay. that hit, that hit the scene, and we got bombarded by you. It was like, okay, you live within 500 miles of Edmonton, you must be an Oiler fan. But when I first started watching hockey, there was no Edmonton Oilers. That franchise didn't exist. In Canada, you were either cheered for Montreal. If you're old enough, you either cheered for the Canadians or the Leafs. It was one or the other because that's all there was. It wasn't until, uh, what was it, 69 or 70, that the, I think 72 or something, the Canucks came in and then the Oilers and Flames and all that was all after that. So I already had a team. I didn't want to cheer for the Edmonton Oilers. I, I loved the Leafs, and it was just like no. I, and then, of course, because every time you turn the TV on, it was Wayne Gretzky, this Wayne Gretzky, that Wayne Gretzky, this Wayne Gretzky, that. And you didn't cheer for the team. Well, you, it annoys you. So I started to really dislike them. Now I'm seeing the same thing happening now with Mr. McDavid, who is the second coming of Gretzky. If you're an Oilers fan, so I, I revel in their losses. Let's put it that way. I don't know how else to put it. I enjoy watching hmm. them lose. Now, if they do good, that's okay, too. I can live with it. But <laughs> I, I don't mind. Like, I watch Oilers games to watch Edmonton lose. 
Well, I, I I bet there's others like you in the uh, in the wide world of uh, the interweb. Well, or I'm there may be some opposition opposition to you. Your, oh, I'm, yeah. There's got to be some people that are big time oiler fans that that would disagree wholeheartedly with my assessment of the Oilers. I'm guessing if yeah, you live like on in New in New York, it must be kind of the same way, you know. Or are you an Islander fan, or a, or a Rangers fan, or another sport, you know? Or are you a Mets fan or a Yankees fan? Well, I can tell you here. You know, um, forever it was uh, the Rangers, but the Penguins have uh, succeeded. Yeah, see, the Flyers and the Penguins have a mighty hate on for one another. Yeah, and and a, a typical, uh, you know, I'm not a uh, hockey's my fourth favorite of the. Big Four, as they say, um, my least uh, that I pay attention to. But um, you can't. I, I will say this, and I'll say it till I die: you can't beat uh, playoff hockey with every well, every goal. If things you know. stay the way they are, which there's not very many games left, they probably will. That's going to be your first round matchup: Pittsburgh and what, uh, Philadelphia. Okay. It'll be the Flyers and the Penguins in the first round. Yeah, uh, they, you know, from what I recall, they play surprisingly well against Pittsburgh, no matter what the standings are. But, um, you know, the the whole the whole city of uh, fans and bandwagon fans and casual fans call Sidney Crosby Cindy Crosby, and they would punch him <laughs> in the face. I didn't like the guy. If he was on a team. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd but, tell him, you know. It's I don't not, know. None like, of that for me. Like when I when I start picking on the teams or the players or all that, and like you know that guy's a bum and all that. That's all said with you know, giant grain of salt. I don't know these guys. I'm sure they're yeah. for everyone. I think is a great. You know, it's it's all in the spirit of the sport. I'm not about to. I mean, I would never go to the parade and throw rocks at a guy or some of the stump dumb shit people do. You know, I would never do any of that. They're all entitled yeah, to I, be whatever they are. And that sort of thing. I you respect know, like the racial shit. I respect greatness in any uh, hey, competition. The worst, the worst NHL player in the league is a thousand times better than me. Yeah. So, I, I you know, always I really have, have a that whole, thought pattern too. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to to uh, say about. Uh, although I was actually a fairly good hockey player at one point in my life, but you know that's thirty-five years ago too. So. The yeah, thing if is, you uh, show, if you make the show at all, you know, I always tell my kid that too. He'll go, "Well, that guy's only got, that guy's only got twelve goals this year." I said, "Well, that's twelve more goals than you'll ever have." <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's also uh, a thing when you get to that level in any sport that every guy, even the last guy on the bench, was the best guy in his fucking high school at that said sport. Yes, there's there's and, no. It's something uh, people don't think about. Like I, you know, we. I, in particular, give your 76ers such a hard time. There's no so bad basketball player. Yeah, there's no bad basketball players in the NBA. None. No. No. It's just they're they were, the, the, they least of the, they're the least of the great. I even say it about pro wrestling. Like, I, I you know, I, I was more more shows as a manager than anything else, but when I actually did it, I, I lost my place. I was just brutal, just awful. And uh, it's not as easy as it looks, I'm sure. Uh, for a guy who, who who doesn't retain a lot of information, it's very difficult when 
especially when you're fucking around with guys like, like the late Chris Candido, who would be like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and then when this happens, you know, I couldn't even remember shit for four spots as a manager, much less <laughs> yeah, putting I wouldn't a whole be able match to there. Uh, I'd, be, so I'd be standing even, there trying to remember what it was I what it was I was supposed to do, and I'd be getting run down by somebody who was moving already. Yeah, and I freely have always admitted that about sports and wrestling. I, I mean, I'll, I'll rip somebody a new asshole saying they suck, but it's comparatively speaking to whoever else is their level of eliteness. I mean, oh yeah, not, like I said, like when I say somebody blows, that's all a relative statement. I'm I'm never ever saying that I could do better or that that guy doesn't deserve to be in the league, and those guys have all paid their dues times ten. That's actually not an easy I, I should have I should. I should amend that because Jonathan Coachman lately on Raw, I do know I can do a better job than that fucker. Okay, but that's announcing. That's something different. Yeah. That's, um, a, that's another thing. You can get better at that as you – you can practice and get better at that. I mean, Some there was the a lot of shit. Stuff, there was a lot of shit about Booker T. You just either have or you don't. There was a lot right, of shit about Booker T because we got, what, five minutes or something? We're down to we're down to two minutes because I have a, a Frank has sent a, a message that must go out at the end of this thing. So you have two minutes left, and then Frank has his time to uh, call you out and called you and Nate out. So you gotta stay tuned for that because it's a doozy. All right. Well, um, congratulations on starting the. I don't want to use the word well, that was, I hate. It was something. Um, nowhere but up because we can't get a whole lot worse and we said we'll wait for some feedback hopefully and hopefully somebody listened and if not well we'll give her another shot and uh, for those of you who might be listening uh, come back on Wednesday for the flagship show Wednesday we got a day between now and Wednesday there could be yeah, something in the works when- for yeah, somebody, somebody may show up tomorrow I don't know uh, I mean, if Raw's particularly open. good or particularly bad, you never know. We some of us keep yeah, late hours. To say somebody, somebody may show up. Somebody might just come and just to shoot the shit. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think. I think Tuesday was going to be your day, but you're not quite ready to unveil your plans yet. So, um, yeah. Well, after March Madness, we'll we'll set a quote unquote. But, de- but definitely Wednesday, Wide Man Can't Jump will be on at uh, what time? Do we pick a time? At 8 p.m. now. At 8 p.m., uh, right. So We're going 8, 8 p.m. to 10 since we have two hours. And uh, right. I know uh, so tune in Nate that, has lined up a good it. guest. Supposedly, anyway, that Minnesota Timberwolf sucker. Shh. Another home, another homeboy. But I won't K-fabe. go any further than that. K-fabe. There you go. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. I don't know. He might want to announce working. that himself, so. Yeah, no, I don't even know the guy's name, so I couldn't announce it even if I wanted to. Cool. But with that in mind, uh, we're going to call our day for today, and we're going to go to this Frank message. Thanks to TR for coming on and uh, eating up some time on the inaugural. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Do I stay on to listen to this? Uh, You can if you like, but here we go. No, I want to hear it. So. so, like, good day, eh? This is Frank from Flin Flon. So... Like, I'm up here in Tuk Toyaktuk. That's a web north of you dumb American types. And I'm uh, I'm on a safari with some real rich Americans, eh, who think <laughs> that they're going to find Bigfoot. 
Oh, you Americans, you're so gullible, eh? You think you're going to find Bigfoot. So really, like, all I'm doing is, like, driving my skidoo all day, and every once in a while I'll break a branch and find some bear hair on the ground and go, oh, look, boys, we're getting close now. You guys are going to be the first guys to find the Bigfoot, eh? And they're so excited because they're so stupid. They, oh, they have a Bigfoot. It's incredible. But anyways... So late last night, eh, I got the old, uh, the Wi-Fi is coming through pretty good because the Northern Lights ain't fucking it up like they usually do. And I hear my good buddy Cousin Tim on the radio, on the podcast. And then I get to hear Tom Robinson slur the good name of Frank from Flintflon. I mean, the dude actually called me a jerk-off on the air, eh? I, I, okay. Fucking gloves off now, boys, because this is going to start to get serious, because Frank doesn't take that kind of shit from no hoser Yankee dude ever. So, Robinson, how about a little bit of this? Trust this process, eh? Do you like, like, cheese Swiss or your fucking processed scrapple? You're trusting the process all day long, baby. You don't even know it. Nate Bush, you sit there and giggle. Talk about the curling medal like that was something important. Good God, man, it's curling. We do that when we're drunk and bored. It's not any great skill to win a curling medal, let me tell you. Then you went on about, what was the other thing? Oh, the, the, the medal in the hockey. Well, you know, if we don't let you guys win once in a while, you fuckers won't. You'll throw your sticks down and you won't come and play anymore. Because, hey, that's the way you guys are, because you're a bunch of crybaby hoser types. So now, while I'm ranting and raving, I'll go even further. My buddy Tim, Cousin Tim, got me to check on the status of that chip delivery, eh? And it says, delivery process. Process. Dig it, Tom? The process. There's process everywhere. I, ho I hope the Philadelphia 76ers get all the way to the final. And then they're forced to fucking play Markel Fultz. And there's like five seconds left on the clock. That two seconds left on the clock, eh? And the fucking ball is in Fultz's hands. And all he's got to do is like fucking shoot one from like three feet. And the fucker can't raise his hands and he misses. And the Sixers go down in a fucking flame and don't win the title. Oh, fuck. Wouldn't that be awesome? And as for you, Nate, and your stupid Minnesota Timberwolves, You'd shit your pants if you saw a real timber wolf, you fool. Anyways, no danger of them even getting to the title game because all they got is Jimmy Band-Aid Butler, eh? Guy can't, he doesn't even play. He might make it back for the playoffs. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. If he played a hockey, we'd have to, <laughs> he wouldn't play hockey. He's too big a wuss. Oh, you guys, you're killing me. But so, on another note, Tim tells me that you've moved the podcast in another attempt to avoid Frank. Frank already knows where it is. Hey, it's up in that uh, blogtalkradio.com where the cool podcasts hang out. And where Frank is going to be there waiting for you guys gunning. So you better show up. You better be on time. Because you don't want to deal with this crazy Canuck 
If I have too much time on my hands waiting for you guys and I drink too many beers, I might get pretty hyper. But then again, that don't really matter up here because I just go to the hospital. And they go, hey, Frank, buddy. And I go, hey, how's it going? Pretty good. And they go, pretty good, eh? And they give me what I want. And I go back home. And nobody gives me some ridiculous bill. And I ain't worried about my teachers not getting paid. Because up here we pay them, as you can tell by my brilliant and beautiful diction. And how eloquent I am when I speak, eh? And then there's Tom. Oh, I'm on a rant now. Fuck this shit. Tom. Tom Robinson. Thinks he's so big. Drives a fucking car up in Philadelphia. Oh, my fucking Eagles won the Super Bowl, eh? After 264 fucking tries. And finally, we had to cheat the Dallas Cowboys out of the title because, of course, it's the only goddamn way the Eagles could win anything. Yeah, that's how I said it. You heard me, Robinson. It's on. Call me a jerk-off on a fucking national podcast. White men can't jump. The other thing they better learn how to do is fight. Because them's fighting words. Eagles suck. Flyers, boy, they don't suck because fucking Bobby Clark rules. But anyway, 76ers, they blow. Oh, Philadelphia Phillies. Like, Phillies, isn't that like a chick thing? Like a lady horse is a filly? What the fuck kind of name for a team is that? Ridiculous. West Virginia, I tried to find teams to pick on for Nate. You ain't even got none, eh? What is wrong with you hosers? Fucking, you better start up like Thursday night curling. No, wait, Monday night curling from West Virginia. Home of, of what, coal and uh, illegal stills. <laughs> and hillbilly marriages, I don't know. So, Nate, I heard you put a bun in the oven, eh? Way to go, buddy. That's a move. Proud of you, boy. That's what a man does. Puts a bun in that there oven and then owns it, names it, calls it Nature Boy, I hear. Pretty good. I like that. But anyways, so, to get right down to the point, because I've been fucking really blabbering here, and I'm, the old lady is... Uh, Telling me that the moose sticks is just about ready with the beers for the supper. So anyhow, uh, starting pretty soon, sometime in the first week of March, come on down to Blog Talk Radio. You're going to hear Frank. You're going to hear Tom. You're going to hear Nate Bush. You're going to hear my cousin, the great Tim, who's probably, without being any kind of a braggart, probably the greatest hockey mind who ever lived, except maybe for Bobby Clark. We don't tell him that, eh? So come on down, Blog Talk Radio. White men can't jump. You want to laugh? You want to get facts? You want to get the real McCoy? You want to learn shit? You want to be bright like Frank? Maybe you want to be a smart ass like Tom? Maybe you just want to be a good-looking, beautiful, bald-inseminating machine like Nate Bush? This is the place to be. Come on down. We'll see you there soon. Later, boys. I'm out of here. Good day, eh?